Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Class Clown China Liao here bringing you something you can listen to during the end of the world. <laughs> We are still in lockdown. The pandemic is still real. How is your apocalypse, guys? How are you doing today? I'll give you five seconds to tell me about it. That is great. Or not. You could have told me something bad. I don't know. But you know I listen, right? Just like you're listening to this right now. And I'm so happy to have both my guests on here tonight because tonight we are going to talk to you about something that you can use during the pandemic. That's right. We are talking about fashion. <laughs> uh, who are you going to style for? Why are you even putting on pants right now? You're just at home listening to this. Right? But Rodney Parker will explain why it is important to look good and feel good about yourself during the pandemic. Rodney is a fashion designer and suit maker out of San Francisco, California. I met him a few years back doing the stand-up rounds. And he was such a well-dressed gentleman. Is. And so what better person to talk suits with? I also get to talk to one of my dear comedy friends, comedy comrades, and somebody I look up to late at night when nothing else is on TV. I'm talking to Mr. Victor Anastasio during the episode. One of the newest members of the Podcast Network Asia family, by the way. So Victor, Rodney, and I get to talk to you about fashion and style only here on Class Town. All right, let's get down to business with my guest for this episode. Our first guest comes to us all the way from San Francisco, California. He is a fashion designer and a stylist and is an all-around very stylish person. Let's welcome Rodney Parker to the podcast. Hi, Rodney. Hey, hey, hey. What's happening, everybody? You know, at least I play I play a stylish guy on TV. Yeah, right. Uh, but, uh, yes, I'm here. How's everyone doing? Good, good, good. All right, let's get to my next guest. He is one of the headliners of Comedy Manila, as well as a host of his very own podcast, Sabayan with Victor Let's welcome one of the more stylish comedians of Comedy Manila, <laughs> Victor Billy Stylish Anastasio. <laughs> hey, what's up, so That is like the coolest fucking nickname ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So, guys, as you can see, I've brought two very stylish men on my podcast. to talk about math. No, we're talking about style. This episode, <laughs> talking about style. Um, hi, Rodney, uh, let's start with you being the expert on this episode. Um, how did you get started in the world of fashion? Was that uh, something? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, it, it's funny uh, because I, I, I stumbled into it. Uh, 
when I was in college. So what had happened was <laughs> I was <laughs> I was uh, working for this uh, this store in Sonoma County when I was in, in college. And this customer comes in. I was a stock boy. We had a, um, a shortage of salespeople one day. Two of the salespeople called out sick. Customer comes in. I get called up to the sales floor and, you know, knowing the, the product and touching it and seeing it every single day, I kind of got a, a, a taste for it and a knowledge of it. And the client uh, is trying things on and with each garment, I'm speaking to it and getting them super hyped for it. And the guy ends up spending, you know, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars. And my wow. boss at the time says, "Hey, Rodney, pass me the back. Congratulations, you've got a promotion. You're on the sales floor." He was listening to everything I said. So from that, I kind of just took my career to, you know, what I'm doing now, seventeen years later, which is, um, you know, doing custom clothing for the the huddled masses here in san francisco and the beauty of what i do is um uh, more so making people feel good than anything else uh deon sanders said it best guys he said if you look good you feel good if you feel good you play good and if you play good they pay good so I, wow I oh, man. Bam. <laughs> said it best man i tell all my clients that and it still rings true to this day. So that's kind of that's kind of my story, and I'm I'm sticking to it. It's great, man. I just heard that same nice. quote last <laughs> night on a YouTube video from Tom Segura. Yeah, and and, and it makes so much sense yeah. now. So for Victor, uh, I, a question for you: Being a comedian, like see, like all the guys I mentioned, Tom Segura, Dave Chappelle. Is yeah. style something you consider <laughs> on stage as well? I just take care that uh, my nipples don't show uh, on stage <laughs> <laughs> because that's like my. You, you you're on TV, Rodney. You said. No, no, no. I was I was being facetious. I said I'm not a um I'm not a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play one on TV. No, I'm. I have a face for podcasts. I don't have a face for TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I used to host this uh, late night TV shopping show. Oh wow. And then that was like my advice to my to my stylists is that take care with the clothes that we pick so that my nipples don't show through on TV because my <laughs> nipples are like <laughs> they're like <laughs> extraordinarily let's say um active <laughs> you know they want to they want to be they want to be seen through my clothes so yeah. like that's my only consideration chino <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's the only style that's the stylish part of billy stylish that's yeah, yeah. what people consider so well, okay, hiding so... the silhouette of my areola. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right. Good. Good. Perfect. So from 
there, Roddy, you've gone on to be uh, sort of, correct me if I'm wrong, a sort of in-house stylist for a department store, right? I, that, well, I that... worked, well, I worked for um, a store called Barney's for several years. Right. And that was, that was a ton of fun. It was um, like, like any other, any other experience that you would have in the retail fashion world, uh, you kind of learn from it. It's like any, any relationship. I, my mindset is this, any relationship that you have, you're going to take things from it and build on it and try to become a better version of yourself. And with, uh, with Barney's, you know, you're working with very high end designers and, and some really cool brands, you know, you have the, the Gucci's and the Prada's and the Dior's and the Fendi's and all that good stuff. But you also were exposed working there to some really cool independent brands like the row band of outsiders and, um, and the like, uh, Heron Preston, I think was another big one there. That was uh, new and independent Virgil Abloh, uh, off white. Right. Was, uh, something that was really big and trending. Um, and yeah, you have, you have a lot of fun with it. Uh, you know, the, the thing with fashion is that it is art and the body is a canvas. And so if you are a good stylist and really, really into fashion, you look at your client and you basically paint on that canvas, on their body, something that they won't uh they won't see anywhere else and if you're talented enough and they trust you enough you will get that call back nice. and you will get that job and you will gain their trust so yeah just do that just do that so jumping off of that when a client comes to you during your days in in barney's as you say uh -huh. Um, you actually help them pick out the clothes. How does the process start? Yeah, so we uh, at Barney's. <laughs> you got me now. You got me reminiscing here, Chino. Yeah, hey, yeah. that's what I do. <laughs> the, the ghost of uh, retail past, but <laughs> we, we would have certain celebrities. Wait, wow, fifteen fifteen thousand. Dollars? I just used the calculator now. I wasn't able to react to while ago. <laughs> 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 to to convert it in pesos. Now, like, wow. Yeah, 15,000 wow. US dollars. I don't know what that is in, in uh, Philippine uh, currency. That That's 800,000 pesos. Yeah, close to a million. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm it's, sorry. it's basically... It's half of Imelda Marcos's uh, shoe collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to put it into context, uh, maybe, okay, maybe a third of Imelda Marcos's shoe yeah, collection. Yeah, you made right? me that was generous. She was, yeah, that woman. You talk about somebody who had style, right? Yeah. But um, no, going back to uh, my days at Barney's, no, we had uh, a number of celebrity clients. Uh, you had everyone from Dave Chappelle, who would come in a lot, to uh, a number of players for the Golden State Warriors, who would come in quite a bit. So, wow. you know, when these guys come in without their stylist, because most of these guys had a professional stylist who would shop for them. 
But when they came in without their professional stylist, they looked to you to style them and they wanted to know what it felt like to be the every, the every man, the every person. And so what you did is that you were ingratiating and you made them feel comfortable and you looked at their current style and you chose things that you knew would agree to their, their current style. And, you know, every now and again, if they wanted a suit, which is kind of my specialty, uh, you put them in a nice suit, shirt, tie, and you made them look all kinds of professional. Uh, these guys, guys and, and women with money, when it comes to fashion, they have almost no filter when it comes to expectations. They will wear anything if they know it makes them look good, if it makes them feel powerful. So that's kind of what you have to do. You have to be the, the, the fashion whisperer of sorts. <laughs> right. Okay. Wow. Okay. So if you have a, a high-end client, like say a Dave Chappelle, like you mentioned, come mm -hmm. in and say, wants uh, a loud leopard print purple number. Right? <laughs> Do you talk him off a ledge? <laughs> Do you talk him down? from what he wants, yeah. or do you try to work with what he wants? Well, hell, first and foremost, Dave Chappelle can have any goddamn thing he wants. He's the You're guy. Right. Uh, and if it's within our means to acquire that for him, we're going to acquire it for him. But no, Dave, uh, uh, in, from my interactions with Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is a very, very down-to-earth human being one of the sweetest human beings uh, and one of the nicest celebrities I've had the pleasure to just talk to. Right. And um, this guy, he was a huge fan of the Barney's shoe department when I worked there. So I worked primarily in men's suiting. Right. Uh, but we were adjacent to the men's shoe department. So when Dave came in, you know, I would say my what's up to him. We kind of developed a really cool relationship, a salesperson to, to client relationship. And he loved, um, uh, he loved Gucci shoes. He loved, he loved the nice stuff. Dave has an appreciation for fashion. And you Gucci can shoes? how many, he loved Gucci shoes, Gucci sneakers in wow. particular. And you'd be amazed at how many uh, celebrities that came in, comedians in particular, who had an affinity for the designer stuff, the designer sneakers. It's a thing. Mm -hmm. It's a huge thing. Like I know people talk about, you know, Jordan and, and that is a brand, but like designer sneakers are the shit. They are great. They are, they are great. If you were selling them even more so, cause you get a commission on them, but yeah, they're great. Nice. <laughs> can, can, can I just can I just interrupt and ask uh, how much Whoa. like a Gucci how much Gucci sneakers are? Well, let's let, here, let me uh, let me open my conversion calculator. Hold on. Uh, All right, we'll do the work. No, Gucci sneakers. I've, uh, I I want to say from just off the top of my head from memory, I think they started at like eight hundred dollars U.S. All right. So how much uh, that she know? Yeah, since she volunteered to do the work. Okay, so one hundred dollars, one hundred dollars is about five thousand pesos. So eight hundred dollars is about thirty thousand pesos. 
Like Vic wow. used to work in the back, so he should know if I'm right or not. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at math. <laughs> That's why I used to work in the back. <laughs> and Victor, we're just talking off air about how it was so cool that you got to talk mm. with Dave Chappelle because he was just here. And I don't mean to make that episode about Chappelle, but he was just here <laughs> early this year. And, uh-huh. and b- both Victor and I and a few other local comedians, we, we stopped him outside an Italian restaurant that he was supposed to be at. So we were just there. We he, was, just he, was in, he was in Manila? Yeah, he did a show. He did a show in Manila oh. two nights. Oh, man. Uh, well, his and, wife's Filipino is my understanding. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. what you said. Gotcha. Right? Victor, he was with his wife and his mother-in-law, right? That's what he said. Yes. Mother-in-law right? and wife, yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah. It's, and so they did the whole Filipino thing around yeah. around Manila, and then he did two shows, and that was around the same time where there was a volcano that was about to uh, erupt. <laughs> so uh, they... Dave, being so neurotic, wanted to fly out right away, right after the show, just because he was afraid to get stuck in the Philippines. Yeah, I can see him be like, I don't want to be stuck here in this motherfucker. (laughs) 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 I want to be stuck in the Philippines. Yeah, he talked about it, too. He talked about it, too, and he said, it was great, man. It was great. So anyway, now that that we've been significantly starstruck by who we work with, (laughs) you say that you're, you're... Specialty, your expertise lie in suits and suit making. Now, uh, is formal wear something that you've always been interested in, or is it because uh, you just fell into it? You know what, I, uh, Chino, I fell into it uh, at a very, uh, I won't say a very young age, but like in my young adult years. And it was something that I just kind of gravitated toward. Uh, you know, I wanted to I wanted to do something else when it came to oh goodness, uh, drinking beer, eating sushi here, uh, <laughs> enjoying life right now to the best of my ability. But no, I, I fell into it uh, through uh, just kind of happenstance. I wanted to to do something different after after university and and just kind of fell into this hell i've i feel like worn so many hats i took i did comedy i did stand-up comedy as well for uh, several right yeah yeah, yeah. that's how that's how i met you i think one of the first times uh, yeah i met you before i was uh uh, dating your your cousin right Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. um but um it's it's interesting though because it opened up working in retail and learning what I what I did uh, especially in luxury retail opened up so many doors for me and so many like grand opportunities for me to uh, have access to things like stand up to actually um, get the nerve and the guts to travel and I got to get out there to to go see the uh, to see the Philippines, man. I've that's that's certainly on on my uh, my short you list should, of places to, to check out. Yeah, yeah, um, you should come, what, come on over so, with the family. Yeah, with my now, here's, now here's a question for you: what uh, what what what's the first place I should check out 
even before COVID, even especially before COVID, what's one of the first places I should check out? In, we should in just go the Philippines. Yeah, we should just go and take you to get food. Um, if you if you are a, <laughs> of course uh, you know you say of course you know you say let's go get some food. Yeah, no, of course. Speaking, <laughs> speaking as a fat man and as a you. <laughs> <laughs> In in quotation marks, you. Yeah. Let's yeah, get you food. some food. Yeah. Let's get let's go, you. Let's get you fed. You know. Yeah. Fed. No, because I mean, no offense to the Filipino community back there, but there's nothing like authentic Filipino food from home. And you can ask mm. any of the Filipinos you know out there; they'll tell yeah. you the same thing. There's nothing like authentic home cooked meals from right here in the Philippines, because everybody takes like pride. With what they serve to people, especially yep. guests, yes. right? So it's so it's very it's one of the more unique things people experience out here. Nobody leaves hungry when they come to the Philippines. That's the thing, and and then from there you can just do all the other touristy shit, but mostly the food. That's what I, I want you to focus on. No, I I love it because uh, growing up, I grew up in uh, Vallejo, which is what 30 40 minutes outside of san francisco right and vallejo has a huge i think outside right. of daily city has a huge yeah. filipino community so i grew up with a lot of uh you know filipino friends and so after school going to their homes that was a big thing you know um uh it was it was the 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 family mom especially always wanted to feed me calling me too skinny <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know you get uh you know you had your pan set and you had all the all these delicious uh, yeah. uh filipino dishes that are associated with the philippines the uh, uh dopo and the uh, lumpia lumpia even more i crave i get lumpia cravings like a mother <laughs> like i <laughs> nice. love me some lumpia and um but you know what I want to try, though, guys? I'm yeah, going to also try it. I'm going to do it in the Philippines when I visit you guys. I'm going to try Baluk. Wow. Okay. Brave man. <laughs> I'm going to be brave. I'm yeah. going yeah. to sack it up, and I'm going to have – I'm going to crack that eggshell open, drunk. <laughs> drunk. <laughs> And That's the only way to do it, too. Not sober. Yeah. I can't do it sober. I yeah, you can't do it sober. sober. Can me? I want to take pleasure in it. I'm gonna Nobody, it it, like, out here, Balut is only eaten at a certain part of the day. Like, you don't have it for lunch. You don't yeah. have it for breakfast. You only have it as a midnight snack and not even before any any sort of alcohol. That's That's why... It's so interesting to me that that's the one thing you want to try. Like the thing I'm going to get. I'm going to get so blacked out drunk that I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have like chicken embryo eyes in my teeth and try <laughs> to figure out how the hell did these end up in my teeth? And I'll be like, oh, oh, eggshells in my teeth too. I know what I. I know what I did last night. Yeah. I know exactly what I did last night. Uh, like crazy. I, but then, I like, but then, but then you won't remember the experience. You have to like remember the experience yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, no I, I, eating I, I, a baby. Eating a baby. That's what it is. <laughs> eating a baby. 
you, you feel the crunch of the, of the baby skull. I knew this was going to go into crunchy baby skulls. That should be the title yeah. of this, uh, yeah. this podcast. This Just be glad it doesn't go anywhere else. So it stops the skull. <laughs> no, no munching or other baby body parts. <laughs> like, like we got to the skull, that should be good, right? Oh, that's good. What is balut cheetah? Is it? Is it? Is it duck? Balut. No, yeah, balut is duck. I don't even know. All right, balut baby duck. duck. Yeah, it's baby it's, duck. It's, it's baby duck. Yeah, it's a duck egg essentially with a fetus inside. So there you mm. go. Boy, my mouth. <laughs> My mouth is watering already. <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you go from sushi to uh, sushi to balut. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, perfect. Perfect. All right. Um, so let's try to get back on topic here. Um, yeah. As far as talking about baby skulls is. Um, <laughs> I actually have questions. That's a, for that's you. a great name for a streetwear brand. Baby skulls, collective, baby skulls Perfect. So, in with regards to suits, see, I'm never really comfortable when it comes to wearing a suit. Okay. Uh, because I don't know it's it it feels stuffy, um, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm and I've talked to other friends from this part of the world and. Mm-hmm. They agree to feel the same way. Now, do you have tips, like especially for Victor, who hosts um, fancy events that pay him a lot of money to eat balut? Uh, <laughs> is, is, do, you, do you do you have any tips for people who want to get into uh, wearing a suit? Like, how do they go about that? What's what are the best beginner options for it? Absolutely. Uh, I would say tip number one, make more money. (laughs) Because people who want to wear suits and have no money buy cheap suits, and cheap suits aren't comfortable at all. So what you find yourself doing when you don't invest money in nice clothes is you are uncomfortable in them. Uh, A good good suit is good fitting. It's well fitting. And it, uh, it also doesn't make you feel stuffy and uncomfortable, uh, mainly because the fabric is going to be nice and lightweight. And I know in the, uh, in the PI, uh, you guys have a ton of humidity. What's the weather like there today? Oh, Out right curiosity. now? Yeah, what's it like? Right, what, what's it like there? Right now, it's about 31 degrees Celsius. That oh, is... Okay, that's so that is about. Yeah, that's hot. Yeah, that's hot. I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but it's it's pretty. It's it's, it's not about, pleasant. It, you're in the you're in the nineties, close. Yeah, to the there we go. Fahrenheit. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's hot, and the humidity, I'm sure, is crazy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, sorry, just making a move here. There you go. Yeah, so it's um. It's hot and humid. If anything, um, what a lot of my uh, my clients who <clears throat> excuse me who live in tropical clients or clients tropical climates or uh, live in places that are warmer than San Francisco because San Francisco honestly doesn't get warmer than maybe 
15 to 17 degrees Celsius. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. On any given day, if we reach, if it's 20 here, people are like, it's so hot. Yeah, my, my, siblings, <laughs> my siblings say, yeah. listen, you're talking to a guy who has siblings who live out there now. Yep. And and whenever we try and compare notes with how hot it is, they always say, no, but San, San Francisco heat is different because it's dry heat. It's like, it, hot is hot. Like, what are yeah. you talking about? Hot is hot. You don't want to be in it, especially if you're <laughs> yeah. in a suit. Right. So in a suit, bit, especially if you're in a suit. Yeah. Correct. So suit, it's got to be a lighter weight fabric. And you can usually get that through fabrics like 100% uh, cotton, which I would recommend for the tropics or 100% wool. If you're doing 100% wool suiting in the tropics, it has to be a higher thread count. So the higher the thread count, the thinner the wool, the lighter the fabric, the more breathable the fabric, the more comfortable you'll be. The only thing is that when you do a higher thread count wool, the suit gets more expensive. Um, that and you know construction, I know that in the PI and a number of places, Hong Kong, Thailand, Vietnam, you have places that produce some very, very nice suiting. So if you are getting something that's custom made, definitely get something that's going to be a higher thread count fabric. So think supers wool, super mm -hmm. 120s, 130s, 150s, and those tend to be very, very lightweight. Or just get a, a nice cotton suit, khaki cotton suit, seersucker suit, right. something that won't make you sweat profusely. But it sounds like living there in the PI, especially in the summer, you're going to sweat regardless. Yeah, regardless, especially <laughs> especially since people love those beach weddings, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know Victor is yeah. like a beach wedding or two, right? That makes that that makes no sense to me when you have an outdoor wedding and then you require people to wear suits. A suit. <laughs> that's like, yeah. yeah, that's like. Mm. Well, at, at, we have like um, cooler places here, like Tagaytay, Chino, or like yeah, Baguio, yeah, up, up right. in the mountains, yeah, have, where the temperatures have... are like uh, closer to 15, 16. That's when yeah. I guess wearing a suit makes sense. But beach wedding and then requiring people to wear suits—that's just like. Torture. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, Victor's right. He, he, he there are like more scenic um vistas out here in Manila where uh mm -hmm. it gets pretty cool. It gets pretty chill. Uh goes down to about 15, 16 uh, on a good day. Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, uh, most times, yes, that's as cold as it gets here. 15, 16. That's wow. it. And then and then you and then the rest of the time you're just Profusely sweating. <laughs> is, now, now, is this true like throughout the course of the year? Like, let's say I go there in December, January. Oh, no, no. If you come out here during the Christmas season, uh -huh. it's going to be significantly cooler for sure. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. We're just in a in a rainy monsoon season right now, so the humidity uh, is just ridiculous. Gotcha. So, because when it's not raining, it's just super heavy. But then when it starts to rain, it, it, it cools down a bit. Mm, okay, got you, got you. No, I have yet, you know, uh, of all my travels around the world, I mean, I've been to Europe numerous times, and Africa once as a kid, but I have yet to go to the Far East. I want to go to, I want to go to the PI 
and the Far East in general so bad. There's so much history and culture I want to explore. Right. There. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys, you guys gave the white man hell. You killed Ferdinand Magellan. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Yeah. You killed, uh, you killed that motherfucker with yeah. a yo-yo and uh, a goddamn slingshot. And I was like, oh, the Philippines yeah. yeah. are motherfuckers, man. Yeah. I love it. That's why we didn't kill no foreigners after he came. It's like, oops, <laughs> we, that's the last foreigner we got to kill. We kill anymore. Nobody's going to want to come visit. <laughs> and then, and then, boom! The Spanish, boom! The oh. Americans, boom! The Japanese. Like, oh. it's like every every other culture that came, we stopped picking on. Uh, before we proceed with any more of the podcast, I'd like to bring up a few podcast friends we have on the network. Talk a little bit more about their shows. Our first friend on the podcast is somebody who's been on here in a previous episode, and that's Dog Coach Francis with his podcast, The Dog Behind the Human. This is where we explore controversial topics, secrets, and the best practices of the dog industry because staying informed and in the loop to, to, to give man's best friend the very best is what they do on The Dog Behind the Human podcast. Now, our second podcast is from our friend Alan Cristobal, and her podcast is called Tawalets. Now, let's explore the comedy scene in the country with Tawalets. Sit down with host Aaron Cristobal as she learns about the craft of comedy through the eyes of our local writers and performers and have fun while doing so. Tawana Natayo sa Tawalets. So those are two amazing podcasts you can check out on the Podcast Network Asia. Now, back with our guest, Victor and Rodney. Uh, so now that we're in this weird quarantine sort of period, uh, Rodney and Vic, is, is style still something that you guys consider uh, as part of your everyday life? Like, do you style yourself at home or do you just wear whatever? Victor, go ahead. Um, first, to clear things up, I don't consider myself... Uh stylish like i need the help of a stylist friend actually chino yeah okay. to, like dress up because yeah, uh, oh. i used to i used to dress up in like maroon socks and sky blue boat shoes so, <laughs> <laughs> I, I i don't have but i think i read this somewhere from, from a friend rodney i think the like being fit is also like part of style right so I guess yeah. that's what I'm focusing right now because all I'm wearing mm. right now, like right now, are like boxer shorts. So, <laughs> like literally because, right now, are you wearing your boxer shorts? Yeah. Well, so not stylish as, at all. I was gonna say yeah, it's because hot it's hot. Get up! I don't blame you. Yeah. So I guess just like keeping myself fit because, as you said, like a a, a body is a canvas, you know. So it's easier to, I, I guess, to pick clothes. If you're a little bit on the on the fitter side, I think I read that somewhere. So as well, far as style like, goes, well, yeah. it sounds like your your canvas is half exposed. If you uh, if you're wearing nothing but boxy shorts right now, <laughs> yeah, like you can you can you can literally paint on me right now. So <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So that's my answer. It doesn't make sense. On to you, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I to answer your question too, Chino. I think it's still important. I think that uh, even in the um, so here in the states, we have something like it's ridiculous. So in a in a a nation of almost four hundred million people, you have almost twenty percent of us who are unemployed, right? And then you have those who are employed are taking calls uh, every day uh, through Zoom uh, for work. And uh, so the attire that you would wear to the office has changed. So people don't have to dress up anymore. Right. But a number of my clients are realizing that at some point in time, people um, will have to dress up again. And people will have to go out of the house again. There's going to be a post-COVID world. They've thrown so many resources at a vaccine that this will end. Maybe not next year. Maybe not the following year. It's going to end. And we're hoping that it ends sooner than later. And people are comfortable enough to go back into the world to do the shit that we loved doing prior to COVID. What I call BC. I call uh, all the years BC. Uh, before BC. Corona, yeah, 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 before Corona, nice. So, <laughs> so, you know, you know, 2019 was one BC. Uh, so, and even in like you know one BC or two BC, if you were getting things going in your life and you wanted to to get uh, your fashion, uh, your sense of fashion uh, to be better. You, you made excuses as to why you couldn't do it. And now people here in the States had time to sit at home and do nothing but reflect on how they were going to be better people after Corona. So I have, I've been busy because a lot of my clients and friends are like, hey, uh, I'm going to need nice clothes once this is over. And I'm here for it. I am definitely here for all of that uh, uh, business. I'm here to help people improve themselves. And I'm here to have fun. I, 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 it's daunting. I will say this, gentlemen. As daunting as things are, and as crazy as this year has been, and as crazy as the world is right now, if we make it through this, we're going to be better on the other side of it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. there's... There's mm-hmm. light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, that light could be a freight train coming right at us. But I would like, <laughs> I would like to think that <laughs> I would also like to think that there's hope and prosperity at the end of the tunnel, man. So, you know, looking good when things are better is going to be uh, it's going to be so beneficial to people's uh, overall outlook on life. And I think that. Um, uh, what what people in fashion and retail and, 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 and clothing are going to do is give people some degree of hope. And we will continue to do that. I'm going to continue to do that. That's for damn sure. Right. Perfect. Perfectly said. Hey, Chino, yeah. sorry. Can I, can I, can I add oh. on my answer? Cause oh. Just because his answer was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. going to ask anything after what he said. Like, I was going to end the episode no, there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so good. <laughs> and, 
No, but and that's think, it, ladies and I gentlemen. Think, well, Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, go ahead. I mean, I think sorry. even in, in, in Zoom Zoom meetings, Zoom conferences, and uh-huh. I remember like on our first uh, uh, Zoom stand-up comedy gig, I remember I wore like a, a cotton suit, like you said, just over a shirt. And I still wear a, a watch to, to the shows just because people paid. So I think um, to a certain extent, people don't have to wait to get out of the house actually to still do some quote unquote power dressing. I think it still makes a statement, right? Like for example, uh, on Zoom shows, people pay to see you do jokes, but if you dress like any other day, it's just like out of respect for the money that they pay to see you, you still dress up. And I think with office meetings, for example, you don't just want to show up in like a t-shirt. I think it's still important to quote unquote power dress or at least look, look respectable especially on zoom when you talk like it's just your face and your body on screen so i think they can like start wearing suits over shirts at least at work right you don't have to wait to get out of the house right yeah especially since technically you can just dress your upper half <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, like you can just put on put on the suit and and no pants and just be sure not to stand up. Right? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say too. I have a few clients that uh, literally will wear a button up shirt and sweatpants. Uh, for right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's their thing because unless until you stand up, no one can see your upper half. You're right. Yeah, just be mindful enough not to stand up. I guess exactly. <laughs> like that's that, so like now you that's, can buy you you can buy like a more expensive suit because you don't have to pay for the pants. Right? <laughs> so that's the the COVID strategy. Yeah, save yourself a few bucks on the pants. Now, speaking of saving money, Rodney, you mentioned how important it is to invest in fashionable items and suits mm-hmm. and whatnot is so is it expensive to be this style conscious is that is that a lifestyle that's hard on the wallet i you know what honestly uh chino i don't think it needs to be there are people who believe that chasing brand names chasing gucci buying gucci buying fendi buying prada and all these brand names equates to being fashionable. But a lot of those brands will have knockoff replicas that come out almost the same month, if not the same week yeah, yeah. or day that they come mm-hmm. out. Especially, uh, and you, I'm sure you see it a lot in, uh, in the PI, because a lot of the factories that make the knockoffs yeah. are there or in China or, you know very very close so it doesn't have to be expensive i think for men in particular and and this holds true with ladies too but for uh for men who want to dress better and look very put together buy a few staple items for your wardrobe that can allow you to uh, basically get through life without really having to uh, uh, try too hard. For instance, 
uh, every man should have one suit, a navy suit, whether it's cotton or 100% wool. Right. Make sure it's 100% cotton or 100% wool. Any man-made material is going to make you sweat, especially if you live in, in a, a, a tropical country like the Philippines. Um, secondly, have an assortment of collared shirts. You know, have the collared shirt that you can wear for fun with your jeans. Have some things that you can easily dress up with a suit or a nice sport jacket. Um, you know, have about four or five of those. Nothing crazy. They don't have to be super expensive. They just have to fit you well and be something that you feel confident wearing. Lastly, and this is true uh, for a lot of guys, no matter your, your shape, have a pair of jeans that fit you well. A nice pair of fitting jeans will be your, your greatest asset because what guys tend to do for comfort is they get jeans that are too big, but to be trendy, they get jeans that are too skinny. The jeans should fit your physique. So if you're a big guy, find some jeans that make you look flattering for a big guy. If you're a skinny guy, find jeans that make you look flattering as a, uh, as a skinny guy. Um, back in the early 2000s when I was you know, in high school and right. going to university, we had the worst damn fashion ever <laughs> the early 2000s was trash man look at some of those old hip-hop videos look at like a ja rule video yeah. with a shot yeah, yeah. look at anything <laughs> that was you know you could look at like the pump it up video with like joe budden and all those yeah. we we had the worst fashion of the early yeah. 2000s that was the <laughs> nastiest era of fashion and I thought it was the flyest shit because yeah. you know, Timberlands, Timberlands were dope, you know. And I wore yeah. those, I wore those for years. Yeah. And ugh. back here, uh -huh. back here we had we had Doc Martens. That was the bigger thing. Like mm. <laughs> it was like the same chunky ass boot. Yeah. That makes you look like you're going yeah. to a construction site yeah. or excavating or whatever. Oh, but like God. that was that was the thing, man. It was ridiculous. Women wore those. Uh, I remember in high school, I had a girlfriend who loved like the jeans that like flared at the bottom, you know, like <laughs> bell bottomy style, right? <laughs> oops, the oops, the oops, I did it again jeans is what I call them now, the Britney Spears, right? Yeah. And we had, we had the worst fashion and we listened to the worst music. Oh my god, I can't believe that uh, Limp Biscuit was like, uh, uh, they had a gold record. Oh my God! What were we doing? <laughs> what were we doing in the early two thousands? We were absolutely terrible. We were absolutely terrible, and I hope we never go back to that. I hope we never go back to a pre nine eleven world. And I will say this too, uh, uh, to kind of uh, uh, end this on a high note. I hope we never go back to a pre COVID world here in the United States where. A lot of social and racial injustice is happening. Right. And now that people are very conscious of what is happening and what needs to change, I hope that here in the States, we keep our, uh, we keep our feet on our, our politicians' necks 
And I hope that people remain conscious of what needs to change in not only American, but global society. Uh, there's a lot of things that uh, are terrible, 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 terrible in our world. And COVID really exposed them. And right. now that uh, we know what they are, we need to um, we need to change them and we have the power to change them. And we should look to politicians and we shouldn't look to certain groups to change them. I feel the change is within all of us. Um, and I don't know what the uh, what the the spirit and the energy is in the P.I., but here in the States, we are ready for some major social changes. And I hope they happen, if not this year, in the coming years. Yeah, no, it's around the same feeling here because people are still critical of how everything's being handled during this pandemic. But I like uh -huh. how you brought up the, that whole social justice um, argument, I should say, on this podcast uh -huh. because... My five listeners will really appreciate that. Like, <laughs> my, my five listeners really care about what, whatever's happening in politics when they clicked on the fashion episode. So, yeah. so thank you for that. Um, no. But no, yeah. and, and uh. on the same ground, no, I'm, well, on the same and on the same thought. Um, I do agree that out here we're all feeling the same sort of antsiness when it comes to government <clears throat> issues because. Uh, people are still, you know, people are aren't happy with the, how the way things are handled during this pandemic. And yeah, I can totally agree with where you're coming from. Mm. I, I yeah. see the I see the statement shirts of like NBA players, right? Yeah, they had a and the NBA, they changed the NBA their jer Victor. they changed their jerseys and the well, yeah. Victor, they changed the, the names of their yeah. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say I was gonna say quickly. The NBA uh, postponed their game tonight. Yeah, as in protest, yeah. all the games were postponed in protest tonight, and I thought that was a very powerful message because yeah, will it will it change anything immediately? No, symbolically, it shows that yes, this is a multi-billion-dollar industry, and we can we can shut this down. The NBA is something like 80% black. It's an 80% yeah. black league. And if they were to say, if LeBron James were to say tomorrow, you know what? Ah, I'm good. I'm not going to play for the rest of the season. You know how many billions of dollars he would cost the league <laughs> because people tune in to watch him. And uh, he's good. He's getting money all over the place. So I say all that to say this, is that we have an issue here in the States. I'm not sure what the, uh, the social issues are in the Philippines. Like I said, I've, I've never visited, uh, have a ton of Filipino friends and, 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 and the like, but I, I honestly know that here in the States, a lot of change needs to happen. Even in the fashion industry, you're seeing <laughs> some things happen right. at the very top, you know? So, yeah, uh, for, for, for the change to happen now during our lifetime and, and to be here and experience it. And I've gone to, I've gone to protest, you know, with, uh, with your cousin, with Kat. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been very powerful to be a part of history. 
Um, and I really hope something comes of it ultimately here in the States. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only way you mm-hmm. can end this. Like, I don't know if I can, <laughs> I can say anything else. Like, I don't know if I should say anything else. So that yeah. does it for this episode of Class Clown. I'd like to thank my guests. Um, if you guys want to plug anything, now is your chance. Let's start with Rodney. Sure. Uh, for hey, uh, all five of you listeners out there, thank you for tuning in, and thank you for, for listening to my voice. I had absolutely nothing to say and everything to say at the same time. But if you want to check out my IG page, um, it is uh, shoot. Look at look at this is how much I, I I'm on my professional IG page. I have someone managing it these days. Yeah. It's um, it is uh, oh my name Rodney underscore Parker, underscore Bespoke, Bespoke spelled B like boy, E-S-P like Peter, O-K-E, is my uh, IG, or you can uh, go to my website, which is RodneyParkerBespoke.com, and uh, I can make uh, a suit for you. Fly me out to the Philippines. I'll I'll measure you for a suit and have that bad boy delivered in a few weeks. Fun. It's fun. Right. Perfect. Uh, Victor, how about you? Uh, my podcast, Sabayan with Victor, and Instagram, at Victor Anastasio. And if Rodney comes to visit you, Chino, let me know. So I guess yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have watch we'll him, have him, him. Eat, <laughs> eat that baby duck skull. <laughs> we'll, we'll take you to get some balot. Uh, anyway, guys. Thank you so much to Rodney Parker and Victor Anastasio. And that does it for episode number 17. That is all wrapped up. All about fashion and style. I hope you picked up a thing or two. Man, I didn't even expect this episode to get really political. Uh, But I loved it. I love being able to talk about more than the topic. I love being able to talk to people about what they're passionate about and getting that out there and relating it to what they do for a living. So I hope you picked up a few things. I sure have. I am now in the process of cutting up all my cotton in this house. So we don't have cortina. We don't have sheets. They are all suits now. I am making my nice floral suit now. Based out of our bed sheets and our curtains, and I and thank my guest for that, Mr. Rodney Parker. Again, please give his page a follow on Instagram. That's Rodney underscore Parker underscore Bespoke. And another very special thanks to one of the most stylish comedians out there, Mr. Billy Stylish himself, Victor Anastasio. Oh my God. I'm going to call him that from now on. What a stylish, stylish guy that Victor is. <laughs> this has been Class Clown for the week. It is a Podcast Network Asia exclusive, powered by Podmetrics. Now, if you are a podcaster who is listening to this, thinking that, oh, maybe I can do a better job than Chino, the number one, you are correct. Anybody can do a better job than me. And number two, you should sign up 
to podmetrics.co. That's podmetrics.co. Use the referral code CLASSCLOWN. That's one word, CLASSCLOWN. No spaces. You'd be helping the network out. You'd be helping me out. And you'd be also helping yourself out by tracking the progress of your podcast, just like I do right now. Well, not right now. I'm recording right now. Uh, but I'll do that after you listen to the episode. Uh, I'll be waiting at my computer, so you better use that code. Again, my name is Chila Liao, bringing you more useless information. I should be prouder of my product, man. I should really be prouder. Chila Liao, bringing you more useful information that can't be used during the pandemic, because who are you going to front on? Who are you going to style on? A Zoom chat? <laughs> That's that's really we should just uh, we should have just talked about styling for Zoom, like how to match your boxer briefs with your suit. That's as far as style can go right now. But hey, this has been Class Cloud. I am Chino Liao. I will shut up right now. Thank you and goodbye.